What's up, everyone? Welcome back to the Andrew Roman Show. I'm so happy that you tuned in. I'm so happy that you're watching on YouTube or you're listening on your podcast platform. Hey, today we're continuing our success story series. We've had a great roster so far, and we got many more coming. So today it is an honor interviewing a really, really close friend of mine, someone that we'll, we'll, we'll tell the story. We'll tell the story in a little bit, but without further ado, Mr. David Alvarez, welcome to the show. Hey, Andrew. Thank you so much for having me, bro. Hey, man. It's a pleasure. And for those that don't know what's going on, I am interviewing people like you and me who are finding success in their everyday lives and they're making a difference. So when I thought of someone, I was like, my man, David. I got to have David on. <laughs> and Thank we're going to talk more about David's story. We're going to talk about successes, some failures, and then really just everyday advice that you and me, we can apply regardless of your position, regardless if your story is like David's story or not. Um, but I'd like to really jump in into it, David, really just for for the fans, I'm just kidding, for the audience, uh, for the audience to get to know you a little bit. Uh, but tell us a little bit about yourself, who you are, you got family, where you from and, and what you do, man. Absolutely. So um, make sure you turn on the subtitles. I'm from Mexico <laughs> and um, my, I have a wife, my wife, Marlene, and also have a daughter. Um, her name is Andrea. She has four months. Wow. And it's been amazing. It's been amazing this, this journey. Uh, for a living, I do, uh-huh. uh, I do sales. Um, okay. Basically, solar panels for for houses and commercials. Hey, so, anybody needs solar panels? We're gonna put that phone number right on screen here. Yes, <laughs> so anybody with solar panels and not get a referral, we can talk about that later. Um, no, okay. So going back to what you do, so you do sales for um, you do solar panels, okay? Mm-hmm. And then how long have you been doing that? Um, I actually started back in March of this year, so yeah. you know, kind of new here. Yeah. Okay. Kind of new, but it's part of your success story, which we're going to get to uh, as the interview goes on. But something that I love about David is we actually, fun story. So we actually knew each other and went to the same church back in Mexico. Because I don't know if you forgot, but this boy, I'm white too, but soy mexicano. Mexicano de corazón. Ya sabes que ha sido muchos episodios que no, no he hablado español, pero ustedes saben que soy mexicano. So I'm from Mexico. And for those who that didn't understand, hopefully that was proof that I am from Mexico. Uh, but we went to the same church there. And then years later, I mean, we got disconnected because my family now, we moved to the States. And then years later, we actually got reunited at our church. Uh, and that's where you and Marlene started coming. So it's a great story there. But I wanted to ask you, David, mm-hmm. where you are right now in life, you know, with your business and as we're going to get later on with a little bit of your story. But did you ever imagine that you would be where you are today, like when you were young? Um, not really. When I was young, um, I always thought I was going to travel and go somewhere else. I was told my mom, I remember telling my mom, my grandma, be like, I'm not going to stay here in Guadalajara. I'm I want to go somewhere else. I want to know the world. I want to go travel. But I never thought I was going to move to Dallas, Texas and stay here. You know, I never thought I would settle here. Yeah, never thought you would settle. And then with a little bit, let's talk about kind of your, your dreams and, and aspirations. Right now, you're you're in sales. From the time I've known you, you're a very motivated person. You're a go-getter. You're not afraid of tough conversations. I mean, that's why, you know, you are doing hardcore sales, you know? Right. But... As a kid, did you ever imagine you'd have this type of job or did you see yourself somewhere else? Like when it comes to jobs or 
Um, yeah, I, I thought I was going to be like that guy in the back. I was thought okay. I was going to be like just the numbers guy. I love numbers. I used to love numbers <laughs> and um, not anymore, but they're great. Um, and I thought I was you know, going to do like finances for a company or something like that, but be like behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And I never thought, because I was really shy. I used to be really shy and I didn't like to talk to people. I didn't like to be in front of anybody. Like, wow. I was like, don't talk to me. And that's now, insane. And now that's all you do. That's all I do is talk to people. <laughs> I think that's hilarious that you say that because I think many of us, and, and this is kind of a, of a common theme throughout these interviews, is the amount of flexibility that one has to have in order to see, see success. You know, all, all of us have a very limited definition of, of what making it means. I said that in the last interview with JT. Uh, but I wanted to ask you, really, when it comes to... You mentioned you never saw yourself here. I'm like, you're not really the talking person and all that. Although he is the comedian. I'm going to say that. <laughs> At, maybe throughout this episode, he might think of a couple jokes. I don't know if he'll say them, but... I don't know. He's on the spot kind of dude. So he'll <laughs> definitely make you laugh uh, if you ever get to know him. But I-, I wanted to ask you, you mentioned you never saw yourself in this position. Was there a time when in the last couple of years, when it, it was actually tough to to keep moving forward? Like, like where, let's just say something threw a wrench in your plants. Uh, and now you never saw yourself where you are now. Absolutely. Um, it was actually last year when everything with COVID happens. Mm-hmm. So l- let's put it this way. I was working at Honda Financial Services, you know, the guy behind the scenes, yeah, talking yeah. just to people, not really doing much. And then something happened. They hacked the, the company's system or something like that. And then we were, we were like, okay, you guys need to go home and don't come back. We'll, we'll, we'll keep you updated until we fix mm-hmm. it. And then it was a whole week, but I wasn't getting paid. So I was like, okay, it's good, but what's going to happen? And then we figured out we were pregnant and then I come back to work. And then like two, three weeks later, they fired me. They're like, thank you so wow. much for your services, they, they but yeah. because COVID, you know, we can, we need to cut personal and here, there I was. Mm-hmm. was in my job, knowing that my wife was pregnant and then, I was like, I need to find another job. Like I need to provide for this family yeah. because my wife will not be able to be working once she has the baby. So I was like, where do I go? What do I do? I was looking for any type of job. I was like, I'm desperate. I need to do even something that I don't like, which was sales, like mm-hmm. going even door knocking. I was like, I don't want to do that. But if that's what I have to do to provide for this family, that's what I'm going to do. And that's, that's where I that, that's what that's kind of what, what you've done and, and we'll get you to kind of the success that you're seeing now but I want to focus a little bit more in those in those hard times because yeah, I think that your story is a story of many many people last year uh, where yeah. either many lost their jobs or many all their plans got ruined with covid right. and all that how I mean if you want to share walk us through what was what was going through your mind when what because one you got a whole week of no pay, but then you got fired. I mean, just yeah. what was going through as the man of the house, as the provider, like Absolutely. what was going through your mind? I was thinking like, God, what am I going to do? Like my savings, mm. they don't look great as, as of now. So I don't think I'm going to survive this season. Um, as I mean, you know, you, you get frustrated, you get like, um, you know, you get, it kind of hurts you in your ego as a man. Cause you're like, 
man, I'm mm-hmm. not able to provide like that feeling of failure. It start, starts to, you know, seeking that, that those thoughts that are like, man, you're not good enough, bro. You're mm-hmm. not going to make it. The, you, the, you know, those starts to try to attack you. And then um, I was like, well, God, if it's re- I know you, the Bible says that you always take care of, of, you know, of your children. And it also says in, in, in Psalms, you know, that you always provide, you know, you have never seen a righteous man beg for, for bread. Mm. So I'm like, God, I think I'm, I'm doing your will. I have a relationship with you. You know, I follow you. And then I, I know you're going to provide. And then you don't see this immediately, but you, the, the faith starts to grow. Faith starts to grow mm. little by little until you get there. Until you get, until you see the opening, you see that God is actually changing the things in your heart that he needs to change before you can get to the next place. I love that. No, it it does. And I think I want to focus on the last part that you mentioned. It sounds like, and this is something that we can all use because in our moments of desperation and all that, I think we all ask God why, you know, we all ask God why we feel singled out. We feel like, why me in in this case? Um, and then, like you said, especially as a man that can, and as a provider of the home, that can be a hit, you know, definitely. But you mentioned something at the end that you said, you trusted God. You said, God, you always provide. And that was coming and it took a process, but you said, God first needed to work some things like in my heart before I could see it outside. Um, could you kind of desglosar? Sorry, that's the only word that came out. It was in Spanish. (laughs) Could you unpack that a little bit? of what it means okay. for God to work some things in our heart first. For sure. So for me, it was basically um, starting trusting him because the, mm-hmm. the job that I used to have there in Honda, it was, it was okay. You know, I wasn't getting paid, you know, the big bucks, but it was, it was, it was stable, uh, mm-hmm. great health, insurance, you know, health coverage and things like that. That's when you get older, you want to have, you know, great insurance, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. everything like that. Those good stuff, you know. The, the adulting things right there, for sure. Yeah, you know. And then um, I was like, you know, this is a good job. I can get a great discount for an Acura for a Honda, you know, not to worry about a vehicle per se. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, this is it. I'm, I'm settled here, but my trust in you wasn't being stretched. You know, God wasn't stretching. Mm. I feel I wasn't stretching my faith in God that he was going to keep providing for us. And also that, that ego, man, like sometimes you think you're going to make it and then you think mm-hmm. you are, you can do it all. But mm-hmm. then it's like, no, man, it's not because of you, it's because of him. So yeah. that's what it had to change in me in order for me to, to move forward. I, I love that. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that and being being vulnerable because I, I think I that last year was definitely for all of us a shock of, of it showed us how much we're not in control of. You know, mm-hmm. to your point, a lot of us think, oh, I'm in control of this area of my life. I got this all covered up. But in reality, COVID was was not perfect vision. It was 2020 was not perfect vision. I would say it was perfect hindsight, right? At the end of 2020, we, we had perfect vision of who we truly are. Um, but you know, it makes me think, and maybe people who are listening right now that we can kind of reflect on their own lives. If there are areas in our lives that we're kind of telling God, I got this, don't worry about it. I don't need your help here. Um, I might need your help in other areas, but in this area, you know, for, I got you. I don't need your help, but I'll need your help whenever I do. But when I don't, I know I won't even kind of take your advice type of thing. But to your point, it's it's in those moments um, of of need that really stretches us. And, yeah. and I think, you know, you've you went through a learning process. You went through a growing process, definitely. But would there be something 
like looking back to your old self, let's just say old self, even a year ago, old self, two years ago, three years ago, what would you tell yourself? Is there something that you would tell yourself that you wish you would have known then or something you would have done differently? Yes, um, absolutely. I think if I could go back and tell myself that it will be like, trust God more in all your, in all the areas Mm. and also make sure you're doing your numbers right. Uh, okay, what do you mean by that? So my by meaning the numbers right, meaning like make sure you follow how much you make, how much you spend, and do your budget that right way. Don't okay. because to be honest with you, as a man, you are afraid sometimes of doing a budget because you are like, I don't want to do it because I might be living and spending more of what I can actually can afford, and that wow. that hurts. You know, it hurts to do that. And the other person realized that you, you know what, I can, I shouldn't be spending this money on this restaurant or I shouldn't be spending money on this clothing or something like that. Yeah. So it hurts. That's, uh, that's such a good point. I actually didn't expect you to say that, but to your point, I think many of us as a man or just, especially even as a college student or a teenager, mm-hmm. you, you think budget is like for my dad, you know, budgeting yeah. is something like when you're 40, like I see I'm, every Monday, like my dad goes through his budget, you know, and I'm just like, yeah. that's an, that's a dad thing to do, uh, which I guess you're a dad now. So that's probably why, yeah. but I wasn't there before. <laughs> there you go. So you couldn't yeah. do budgets. You weren't a dad. Uh, but yeah. that's such a great piece of advice that all of us can apply. I'll say personally, Absolutely. I, I apply that, but there's also that part of mentality in my head that sometimes I'm afraid to, to see the budget, right? I'm afraid because yeah. I'm like, did I go over? Did I not go over? <laughs> and, and many of us right now, exactly. you're probably thinking about your own spending and you're like, dude, I don't even, I don't even want to make a budget and you just got to yeah. suck it up buttercup and you got to do, you got to <laughs> do that budget. Because you got to do it, you got to do that budget. Because before you know it, if you don't, you're gonna dig yourself into problems that you could have avoided a long time ago. And I'm talking like man to man, like you were saying, as you become most likely the provider of the home, you want to have your finances in order. You know, it's it's interesting. I'll I'll share this is something I recently read. About seventy six percent of women believe that the man should pay for the first check on the on the date. Seventy six percent. Uh, and then 86% of men also believe that. So I'm telling y'all guys, you got to get your budget right. Cause if you can't even pay yep. for the first check in the date, you're in a bad spot. We're going to leave it there. <laughs> <The same. laughs> but yeah. I want to talk a little bit about now kind of the success that, that you're seeing. You, mm-hmm. you mentioned you've learned to trust God, uh, yes. slowly, but surely he started opening opportunities. Walk us through, I guess the beginning of this year, walk us through kind of, okay. as you saw the light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, I I was looking for for jobs. Uh, actually, one of my friends, um, your brother Christopher, you know, he mentioned to me about a company, you know, and I applied to that company. Mm-hmm. Nobody called me back, and then I was like, yeah. "Well, this field looks good. You know, looks seems the pay is good. It's great." So I was, you know what? Let me go ahead and look something similar. And I found, I found this company, and then I went. And I feel like a connection. I feel like, like, okay, this is the place I want you to be. You know, like sometimes mm. we pray, God, give us something, but sometimes we believe it's, it's our flesh. And that's where you need to learn to differentiate, you know, sometimes it could be God, sometimes it could be your emotions. So you need to, you know, learn that very well. And then I started working there. Doors start opening. I'm the only Hispanic guy who can, you know, 
speak Spanish to their customers. Yeah. So, you know, they started use milking me. You're like, hey, David, how an appointment for the Spanish person? <laughs> hey, David, can you come here? I'm like, absolutely. Yeah. I will. And then basically, I started doing that. For the first two weeks, though, I saw nothing. I, I didn't see any success. I was, you know, no sales, nothing. And I was like getting frustrated. I was like, God, this is really the place. You know, I thought, I thought this is the place. And then on the third week, I started making my first sale. And then from there, you just started like like the snow. Like a domino effect, effect, right? Like a snowball exactly. effect. Right. Right. Everything exactly. just started doing it. And, and now, I mean, you're doing multiple sales. I mean, exactly. I mean, and I don't want to quote you wrong or overhype mm-hmm. you, but I do believe, I mean, you mentioned as of like a month ago, you were some of their top salesmen in, in the company. Right. So, yeah. so that's, that's incredible because for everyone listening, this is the guy that we just talked a couple minutes ago, early in the interview. He's not, he's like, I'm not going to be the sales guy. Like, I don't want to talk. I don't want to talk. And usually, you know, sales guy gets bad rap, but obviously you're, you're doing it right. It's not like a stingy salesman. Right. You're just helping people and then selling your exactly. business. Um, but I, I love what you're saying right now because you said it took time. The first two weeks, you didn't see anything. But at the same time, you felt like it was a good fit. So like you said, I joined the company. It felt like a good fit. But the first two weeks, I didn't see anything. Do you think that's kind of like a, a analogy of life that even if you're doing the right thing, doesn't mean that you're going to see success right away? Absolutely. I think so. I think I think I think that that is true. Um, because sometimes you think you're doing what you're supposed to be doing, like let's say obeying your parents, you know, doing your homework, mm-hmm. doing what you have to do, but sometimes you are not seeing the success that you would like to have. But if you are consistent on it, mm-hmm. sooner or later it's gonna come. Sooner or later. And sometimes it's more it's more soon, sometimes it's later. <laughs> it's now. more later than sooner. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I, I wanna hit on on something that you know, David. Um, he's he's one of the coordinators at our church, Viva Church, um, that that we all serve at, and he actually had the chance to preach uh, there at our church, talking a little bit about his story, um, a little bit of what he shared here. But one of the key things that you focused on there that I maybe want to take some time in this in this episode because I don't think we've hit it too much on this podcast is is on the kind of the, the on the spiritual side of the blessing. You know, we all know the grind. We all know the principles. Hey, just hit the grind. Just start working hard. Don't give up. But Mm -hmm. you mentioned earlier that God had to work on some things. Are there some some spiritual principles that you had to apply in in your in your own life to kind of get your finances in order? Absolutely. So it's the biggest one, and I think the number one is that sometimes we missed um, in nowadays is giving your tithe, you know, to God. Mm. saying that 10 percent apart and then giving that to god but do it the, at the beginning like for example when i just to give my, my example when i, yeah, when yeah, I yeah. get paid you know i i put away my taxes because you know i've been 1099 so i put away my taxes and at mm-hmm. that instant i know how much money i have left and from there the first thing i do is get my tithe to the church mm. like i don't yeah. i don't count with that money like i don't see that money that goes to god because it's a principle and he will bless the rest, you know, the night, the other 9% that is for me. And then he will bless that. And that's, that's how we seen it. And also invest in the church, invest in the, in the ministries, you know, mm-hmm. God will, you will never beat God. You know, you will never give more and God will like, okay, you, you beat me. I cannot give you that much back. You know, he mm-hmm. will, he will bless you in so many ways. And that's the biggest thing I saw in my life, you know, give your tithe. Yeah, give, give your tithe. And, mm-hmm. 
that's something like you mentioned, you weren't really doing that before, but now you've applied it. And it's a principle that we see throughout the Bible. And it's interesting because yeah. even talking about tithing makes some people uncomfortable, right? So you're probably right. watching this and you're like, dang, they're talking about tithing. You know, my, my money's none of your beeswax. That's probably what people are saying. I don't know, man, yeah. it's, that, it's between you and God. But if you read the Bible, there is that principle of tithing that is giving back to God. And, and if you want to learn a little bit more about it, definitely watch the preaching that David gave at our church, especially <laughs> if you speak Spanish. Um, but yeah. I, I want to ask just for everyone listening right now, I think that your story is one that speaks to all of us, regardless of what area of life you're in, whether you're in high school right. and whether you're already a successful businessman or, or you're someone who just wants to strive and, and make, a, make a good living and provide for their family. Right. But I want to ask you, how can, or what are some, some life lessons and you've shared these, but what are some life lessons that you've learned or just success lessons that you've learned throughout your, your last couple of years? Absolutely. So it will be honor the people that are above you, you know, honor them. Sometimes we, we don't like them. Sometimes they could be, we, we can feel they're mean, but sometimes we don't know why. And until you get there, sometimes you will understand the reason of why they're so strict or why they're so so tough on you. Or you feel like it's they're very tough, but sometimes it's just like mm. it's just discipline. You know, we don't like discipline. I was a young young boy before. Yeah. I didn't like discipline, you know, I was like, nope. But it's honor them. Um, like I said, do your numbers, do your budget, follow it. Like you you can make just a hundred bucks, you know, maybe in a month. That's what you your parents give you a hundred bucks. Hey, yeah, make sure you, you you do the numbers and you enjoy them, and you're gonna see it's gonna last you even more. And those are the biggest principle I, I could I could say, you know, honor them, do your numbers and enjoy what you can. That's uh, I love that, especially the, the honoring part, because we, we live in a society, in a culture that does not in any way encourage honoring people. Yeah, um, it, exactly. I would say it encourages the opposite, which is rebelling in, in questioning mm -hmm. authority uh, unhealthy because there's always a part, part yeah, that. Yeah you know, you don't blindly follow stuff. Right. Absolutely. But to your, to your point, I think if you're right now, 13 years old, 14 years old, you know, who's above you right now, it might be your parents. It might be your mom or your dad or whoever you're living with. It could be your grandparents that you're living with right now, right. whoever it is. Cause when you learn to honor them, it sets you up because believe it or not, folks, you're always going to have someone above you. Mm -hmm. I don't care what point, and if, if no one else and you're Jeff Bezos and you're the, one of the richest men alive, you still got God above you. So there's always mm -hmm. one person who's going to be above you. And if you don't learn to respect and honor people who are above you now, you won't do it in the future. And right now your parents might be nice, but your boss is going to fire you. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm just saying, yeah, yeah. Your boss is like, Hey, I, I ain't your daddy. Like, bye. Get, get, yeah. Get you got that's it. No, no, right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's not gonna work. No flexibility. Yeah, there's no yeah. flexibility with that. But David, I, I really want to thank you for taking the time um to just share a little bit about your story. You know, like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I thought about your story because I said, you know, that is a story that I think many, many people went through the beginning part of your story, meaning the crisis. Yeah. But unfortunately, not many are willing to have the gut in the I would say the spiritual maturity to to get themselves up and put their place place their trust in God and then see see the other end, the other end that that you're living right now. And I'm gonna ask you one last thing that I just thought about um, mm -hmm. as as we start closing out this podcast because we've talked about lessons you've learned while 
kind of in the struggle per se in the life lessons. But what about what about now? What are some things that you've learned as as you've gotten more stable financially? You know, are there even some things that come with with now having more finances and having more opportunities? Are there anything that you've learned with that? Absolutely. So every time that you you trust God and you go to let's say to the next level, it gives you an opportunity to to bless even more somebody else. Like so, sometimes mm. you 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 are like, or maybe me, maybe just me, maybe just a couple other people listening could be like, man, if I have this much money, have this this amount, I will be able to bless my grandmother or my grandparent or help somebody here or help this ministry. And you know what? Sometimes you kind of take that little step because God may not be able to bless you because you don't even give your your ten percent to Him. So like how, how he can trust you to give you more to bless the other people if you don't even do the, the basics. Yeah. Wow. So when you do the basics and then God can God can trust you more, he, you, you opportunities are gonna be, be open to you, you know, the same way everything does. And like for me, for example, I wanted to get a, a vehicle, mm-hmm. and then God was like, Here, this is there's an opportunity to bless this ministry. And I was mm. like, but my car. But I want my car. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I want this car. I mean, I have a car. It's fine. It works fine. You just, I just want yeah. an upgrade. And then I yeah. was like, well, this is the opportunity. And then I just started blessing this ministry and boom, another opportunity. You know, opportunity is going to be there to bless everybody. I, I love that. Yeah. I mean, you heard it here. You heard it here first, folks. You got to do the basics. So many of us want to fast forward and say, okay, when I have this money, I'm going to buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this, buy this. But at, yeah. when you go through the real journey, meaning the journey of sometimes getting fired and then getting a job and then not liking it and going to another job and really trusting God, you learn the lessons, which like you like you said, it's being faithful. It's being faithful with the yeah. basics and then allowing God, when God blesses you, allowing him to shape anything inside that's kind of gunky and it's not ready for the blessing. And then you're going to be able to be a blessing for others. Because remember, we don't give to receive. We just give the gift. Right. Like, we just give to be generous and to be a blessing to others. Mr. David Alvarez. Muchas gracias, bro. Gracias, gracias por tu tiempo. Yeah, thank you so much for being here. And folks, I hope that you took away something special from this episode. And we got a lot more lined up. So we'll see you in the next episode of The Andrew Amon Show.